Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Decided to sleep in? Missed your favorite morning show? Yeah, don't worry. It's the Morning After Podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With their pre-owned personal shopper, your requests will be personally handled by their team of salespeople, sales managers, and vehicle buyers, meaning you got someone looking out for you the whole way. And with Easy Peasy Loan Approval, they've got you taken care of in a way that doesn't require a social security number or trigger a credit inquiry. So go check them out, Treasure Valley Subaru at the Idaho Center. Now, for Nick and Big J. Take it away, boys. Hey, good morning, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to Thursday, 24th day of March, 2022. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there. Hey, Treasure Valley wants to know, Big J, how did you sleep? Good. <laughs> you finally get yeah. some honest to goodness sleep? I did. Was it because the wife was off of the office duty or you just were no, too she, tired and you passed out? the rest out? of the week. All week long. See, then maybe it wasn't that at all. So who knows anymore? I also went to bed at like 8.30. Well, look at so. you, man. That was it. So I'm guessing no nap yesterday. You just slept all the no, way. No, I also sleep. took a nap. Oh, my God. I felt miserable yesterday. So I guess you must have been super tired. So now you're well rested and right back at her, which means tonight you won't fall asleep. That's the well, way I'm it making works. no predictions. Uh, wonderful. It's probably a good way to go. Uh, on the flip side to that, I was miserable last night and could not sleep at all. I think it was, uh, it's it's that weird time of year where, like, it gets too hot in the night, if that makes sense. Yeah, because it's, you know, a, a warm day out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, house warms up a little bit. Right. And, like, I don't have my heat or my AC on at this particular point. I had, like, some windows cracked yesterday because it was a beautiful day. And uh, and I think I, I, I must have just spaced it when I went to bed. But, like, I woke up and it was, like, 78 or something in there. And that was bananas. Isn't that your fate? I mean, it's like you're no. wearing your jacket. No, no. No, I don't. You like to I, wear your jacket to bed. People I, don't know that about I you. I do not wear my jacket to bed. I would if given the opportunity, but no, no. And so uh, may you hopefully have gotten a lot of rest and it be a good day for you. We will reward you for listening to the show. You have a nerd alert over the course of the program today. We also have a chance for you to go to a sold-out show tomorrow night at the Revolution Concert House and Event Center. We have your shinedown passes to earn over the course of the show today as well. So we will bribe you for continuing to listen and all sorts of other fun on the agenda as we get started. But we should start with some music. Some Alice in Chains are going to kick things off this morning. This is Wood here on The Morning After on the X-Rocks. Morning After with Nick and Big J. One of the music staples of the Treasure Valley is going away, Big J. I had kind of heard this through the grapevine a couple of weeks ago, but now I'm seeing that everything is official. And I, I don't know if we have a huge relationship with it here at the X, but I know we've certainly done things before. And I'm talking about the Mardi Gras, Big J. It is oh, yeah. shutting down. The owner of the building, uh, Lydia Merrill, passed away from complications due to COVID-19 in November of last year. And so what they're basically doing is deciding that uh, that's going to be it for the music venue, which, of course has put together almost 100 years of memories here in the Treasure Valley, including about 60 years as the Mardi Gras. Back in 1958, Orson and Lydia Mariel purchased the building for about $1,000. Now, that building they purchased did not have a roof on it, so they had to do a lot of work to turn it into what it is, but started as a roller rink back in the day, and then after several remodels and upgrades, it became a live entertainment venue and also just a venue that could be rented out for weddings and events and things like that. But, you know, we've had some bands play there over the years and hosted some events at the Mardi Gras over the years. Some local bands have played there, of course, have done a lot of benefits there. And so uh, I'm very sad to see it go. As a matter of fact, I'm almost positive. It's been a long time ago. But back when I first moved here, uh, I asked somebody where the knitting factory was, and they told me. And I think I made my way to Mardi Gras for some reason. And I thought that that was the venue, and it wasn't. But I've been to the Mardi Gras plenty of times. But April 9th is going to be the farewell event. And you can check out more information on the venue's website if you're inclined. But uh, that's going to do it for the Mardi Gras. So, you know, rest in peace, guys. Yeah. It was a uh, great place to be. That dance floor was gigantic. Remember the, remember the dance floor inside there? Yeah. That's that's the one thing I always remember is the, the stage is very nice, but it has a gigantic dance floor. 
that they weren't messing around with. So uh, certainly a lot of memories there for sure. So maybe say goodbye to it on April 9th. Another day, another gigantic trade in the NFL, Big J. Uh, that's going to do it for Kansas City wide receiver Tyree Kill. Apparently, he wanted a big contract, and the Chiefs did not want to give it to him, so they shipped him off to the Miami Dolphins. Uh, they uh, basically gave up a package of draft picks yesterday, uh, including the first and second round pick this year, and then like a fourth and a sixth, and then like a fifth next year, too. And then Miami gave uh, Ty- Tyree Kill a $120 million four-year contract extension, uh, and all of a sudden, he is the highest paid wide receiver in NFL history. Now, Tyree Kill, of course, spent all of six seasons with the Chiefs, including helping them win the Super Bowl after the 2019 season. Probably, uh, if not, he's up there as the fastest player in the NFL. No doubt about it. Uh, I wonder, however, and that teams him up with Waddle, by the way, who also is super oh, fast. And Cedric Wilson. And Cedric Wilson. Who is going to be great over the middle and just in a lot of those places you don't expect a dude like that to be. I still have questions as to who's throwing them the ball. Like, I don't know if two yeah, is the answer. That's the, that's but the thing. That's the, they, they certainly have spent a lot of money on offensive weapons. I'll give them that. Now, whether or not this is a good move for Tyreek Hill outside of the financial aspects of things, I'm not exactly sure. But uh, it was between the Miami Dolphins and the New York Jets. And quite frankly, if I had my choice between those two, I'd probably go to Miami as well. Uh, just from a team standpoint. Yeah. Because uh, I don't think the Jets are going to be any good for a very long time. Um, but, you know, it is interesting how quickly, again, that kind of went sour. Like, I mean, Tyreek Hill was never talked about in trade talks. And then yesterday he's gone. I just think it's a business decision. Of course it is. <clears throat> you know, it's it about the money and they don't, they don't have it. No, but then they're going out and signing other wide receivers or trying at least courting other wide receivers to replace him and happy to give them like $14 million a year. That's different than uh, a record-breaking I guess. four years, $120 million. Yeah, I mean, I, I, now I know this is going to be a controversial decision, but I, I, I'm I'm beginning to think that you remember like, like three years ago when there were a couple of running backs that signed for gigantic money like Ezekiel Elliott and Christian McCaffrey. Now everybody's regretting that because they don't have any cap room to do anything and the running back position is suddenly yeah. has been devalued. I feel like you're going to be able to get a lot more out of the younger wide receivers and then you can trade them away before they do. I think this my point yeah. is this is going to be the 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 new NFL, which is you're going to draft a wide receiver and run them into the ground for like 5 years and then before you have to sign them to a huge contract, you're going to trade them away for other assets. But the other thing that that is incredible, at least that to me in the NFL that nobody is talking about is like it's insane how many trades there are this year. For year, I mean, yeah. you could go back ten years and you wouldn't have the names that were traded in the offseason this year. And I think it's because, and I'll give it up to the Rams. I, I I mean, I think we'll look back on that as being like a huge thing that changed the game. And that is. It used to be that everybody was so protective of their first-round draft picks because they thought it was <laughs> and, a guaranteed superstar. And look what gets you. Yeah. Sometimes absolutely nothing. And that's the thing. Like You look at the first round, and there's like three guys maybe that have made an impact yeah. in what they do. And so you start to realize that, hey, why don't I get myself a, a, an actual you know, superstar and trade away some of these things? And so that's what's happening. I mean, we've got draft picks going out the window left, right, and center this year. And I think it's because of the Matthew Stafford Detroit Lions move that the Rams made that they were happy to give up a bunch of draft picks as well as Jared Goff in order to get Matthew Stafford. And, oh, by the way, it turned into a Super Bowl for them. And so I think teams are willing to mitigate that risk and and balance the future on things and see if it actually works out for them. Now, for some of these teams, it will work out. And for many others, it won't. But I like this. It, it may, Now, of course, I'm losing players. I lost Devontae Adams in this trade craziness, too. But I think it's a different thing than Tyree Kill. Like, when I first saw the package for Tyree Kill, I was like, damn, they got five, five picks for Tyree Kill. And the Packers only got two for Devontae Adams, who I think is a better wide receiver than Tyree Kill. Not faster, but I think he's a better wide receiver. But the difference is, of course, is that... Devontae Adams really didn't give the Packers much choice. You know, it was like, listen, I'm not re-signing with you, and I only want to play for the Raiders. So therefore, that basically limits how much you can fleece a team for, whereas the Chiefs are able to go, okay, you're either going to Miami or New York. Who's going to give us the best offer? And they can pile up and compete against each other and see which one is going. But that was a pretty big deal yesterday, which is interesting. Big J, if you are an HBO Max subscriber, please enjoy their new option, 
It is called a shuffle button. You no. ever heard of it? Yes and no. It gives users the ability to play random episodes of only series. Uh, it's limited to 45 shows for now. Uh, shows that include their more popular ones to stream like Friends, Curb Your Enthusiasm, or Big Bang Theory. And it sounds like you're anti the shuffle button, Big J. Well, yeah. I mean, these <laughs> series are called series because they happen in a certain order. But you are known to pop up a random episode of a series that you have watched several times over, right? Or, like, I mean, you told me, like, I watched an episode of Airwolf last night. It's one that you just kind of left off? No. No, I was watching them in order. Okay, you were watching them in order. It's a series. Right, right. But there are some that people have committed to. It angers me. I don't get it either. I've never used it. I won't use it. Uh, I know that Netflix has one of these too, but uh, I'm like, why would I just want to pop up, like, a random season five, episode ten of, you know, a series that I've watched? That's weird. Yeah. But I guess people do it. It's all about comfort Listen, and nostalgia. If you do that, you're a weirdo. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. It had Here's to be traffic. Okay. I feel like there's a lot of them out there. Though, I know. Because there's a lot of streaming services that offer I think they should offer. explain themselves in the form of an essay. You wouldn't read it. Yes, I would. Help me. Help me, Big J. I am asking for help. And I'm giving you full credit for this because I believe that you inadvertently, maybe about six to eight months ago, unlocked a conspiracy that I'm going to jump on board with here. Sweet! Uh, And and what's happening is I am slowly but surely going insane because... Well, that's not good. uh, No, it's not. I I am on every... I've checked. I've double-checked. I am on every no call list for all the spam stuff that's happening for cell phones that that has been invented since there's since there was a no call list I, I put my phone out there to make sure i didn't get any of this and to the credit of the no call list it worked really good until about two months ago and that's when it started and now for the last two months i want to say 10 to 15 times a day I'm getting spam calls. Oh man, it, it's the worst. It's never ending, and they. I mean, I never pick up, but you know, every once in a while, you'll get a voicemail from the recordings that that just decide to be a part of it, and it varies everything from my auto warranty is expiring to my student loans are uh, are up, which I already paid off, so go to hell. And then you know, there's uh, other warranties and job off, all that kind of stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it uh, runs the gamut, and it's not stopping, and I can't figure it out. And then slowly but surely. I realized that, hang on, it was not too long ago that you had this issue and you blamed it on the healthcare industry. And you were looking and searching around some insurance stuff and next thing you know, you're getting phone calls all the time. And I just had a very serious medical procedure two months ago that required me to be in contact closely and otherwise with lots of different insurance and payment kind of stuff. Yeah. And now all this stuff is kicked up again. And I'm starting to think, dude, I think you're right. I think our we our medical industry is tied in with the robocalls. And I don't know how to stop it, but I'm going to go bleeping nuts if it doesn't cease very soon. Because it's not like you can tell these people not to call because they're all just recorded voices. You know what I mean? Right. You're not going to get a hold of anybody and tell me to take me off your list. It's going to never stop. So how did it stop for you? Assist me. I don't think it really has. Oh, my God. The, but the frequency of which those calls come is, is, is not as high as it used to be. So just as with time, things will slow down. But I think it's a you know, couple times a week. It's maddening, so, man. And it's maddening. If I recall, I think it was when I was filling out information to get my vaccine. Okay. Um, and and because it had all kinds of weird insurance questions, I, I mean, I, that's when this took kind of like started. I started getting all these calls, and I'm like, it's so weird. And it, you know, I mean, listen, there's no fine print when you're signing this stuff that they won't sell your information. Right. And I had to so, fill out a bunch of information to get in for the surgery yeah. and all sorts of stuff. And I bet, man, I mean, I have zero evidence to prove this is accurate. And I hate throwing accusations, but I, I've got two clear cut cases where we both fill out information, personal and otherwise, for medical procedures and things. And next thing you know 
were getting calls like crazy. That I didn't mean, happen it before. Doesn't take long after. No, like, and don't forget, we were also <laughs> the first place that told you that your phone was listening to you and and making sure that they were following your stuff for for ads as yeah, well. Yeah, so you're back right on, on that. Yeah, I don't think that's correct. What? I, I I've gone back. I don't think it's actually listening to you. I think, uh, in fact, I was uh, just recalling this just the other day as I was like, man, it's weird that this is popping up and. You don't realize how often you search for something on the internet. Yeah, but you no. just don't. And you forget that you even did it because it happens that easily. And once you're connected in the world of all of that, it just it's just it seems like it's listening, but it really is you looking for something. See, yes, you can say that, and I believe that that is part of it, but I also think that it's listening. And let me give you an example that happened just yesterday. And maybe you remember this, because we were talking about this on the show, and our phones are out here on the counter, and I didn't say this, I didn't search for it, I haven't thought about one of these in forever, but you made a joke about how we were talking about weird places that people eat, and you made a joke about how you were going to leave the studio and run into the stairway well and eat a Snickers. Do you remember that? Yeah. I have never bought a Snickers bar in probably 15 years. I certainly haven't searched for anything or bought any kind of candy bar. And yesterday, there are seven ads in my timeline for Snickers bars. Because it heard you say Snickers. Man, and now it's... What do you mean? How would I explain it any other way? Snickers, 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 Snickers. Well, it's going to happen already. But what I'm saying about is... This? Lay's potato chips. Lay's potato chips. You know you're going to see Paul Rudd and Seth Rogen in your timeline today. I guarantee it. Morning after with Adult Nick. entertainment. <laughs> Adult entertainment. <laughs> Give it to me. Uh, well, you made it funny, but you certainly didn't help my robocall problem. Well, I promised you'd make it inappropriate. Morning after with Nick and Big J. Your nerd alert is next on the X-Rocks. <laughs> On 100.3, the X rocks. And we start off with something pretty cool. Epic Games. Uh, They are donating Fortnite proceeds to Ukraine. And starting last Sunday, Epic Games has been donating all of its Fortnite proceeds to charity groups helping people in the Ukraine. The fundraising will continue until April 3rd. And the money from in-game purchases will go to organizations providing on-the-ground relief to Ukrainians dealing with a Russian invasion. The campaign is expected to raise millions for those in need. And uh, just in time... There is a new season upon those playing Fortnite, and the big deal there uh, this this time around, Nick, is Doctor Strange will be making an appearance and uh, doing Doctor Strange things Look in out. Fortnite. So uh, there you go, some incentive for you Fortnite players. Uh, you get to help out, and that's a pretty cool thing if you ask me. I agree. Now, Nick, I I, I have I imagine that you may have heard this news because this involves uh, one of your favorite properties of all time, and uh, it's been in the works for a couple years, but they're really close now. And, and this is the, the the case: a bidding war has begun for a live-action Voltron film that has uh, read notice as uh, Rashawn Marshall Thurber attached to co-write and direct. So he's the guy who wrote and directed Red Notice. As reported by THR, Warner Brothers, Universal, and Amazon are among the six or seven studios and streamers that are fighting for a chance to bring Voltron to live-action, despite Thurber directing Red Notice and Voltron, legendary defender calling Netflix home. The streamer said not to be in the running for that. Uh, so uh, this so-called bidding war began about two weeks ago and came complete with pitches and a teaser reel. Uh, Thurber himself created the story and Ellen uh, Shanman will join him to co-write the film. According to THR sources, a deal may be signed by the end of the weekend. Todd Lieberman and David Hoberman are set to produce the film alongside Bob Copler, the head of World Events Productions, the company that currently owns the Voltron property. I am a huge fan of Voltron, uh, but I I will say this. I I have cautious optimism about this because this is not the first time they've talked about the live-action Voltron. This is not the first time they've had a deal signed for a live-action Voltron movie. Uh, they've had they've gone so far, I believe, back in like the early 2000s to have a cast, and it still didn't get made. So I, I won't hold my breath, but I also... Uh, man, I'm that world might have left me behind because I tried to get into the Netflix cartoon and I did enjoy the first season and we went to this Comic-Con panel for it and yeah. I was all geeked up for it and I just kind of lost interest only because like the Netflix cartoon has really kind of taken a turn to make it more 
family and kid friendly, which is fine. That's all. And listen, when I was totally into Voltron, I was a kid. I get it. But um, but it, you know the, what I liked about the cartoon, at least when I was a kid watching it, was it kind of leaned away from those themes a little bit, and now it's digging into it, which is cool. It's for a whole new generation. It's it's not for me. I get it. But I'm excited. I'd probably check it out. For that sure. could be why Netflix isn't in the running for this. Maybe. So uh, they're like, yeah, you know, you screwed up the cartoon. So we're gonna. Well, they keep making seasons. So I mean, it's doing okay. I would guess. I think it's fairly popular, but I just don't think I'm in the demo or the audience for if they decide to make an adaptation of that version of Voltron. I'm not sure that's in my wheelhouse, but my kids might like it, so I'm all in. Well, that's let's cool. get this combined. <laughs> like Voltron. Yeah, exactly. Uh, big deal here. Uh, Madden uh, might just have some competition in the world of gaming football. The NFL has announced a VR football game set to release each year for MetaQuest and PlayStation VR. So those are the two now, um, you know, in-home VR sets that everybody's using. The annual franchise is being made in partnership with Status Pro. Now, they're a sports technology company whose virtual and augmented reality products are used by actual NFL. NFL teams uh, and some college teams as well. Unlike current football VR games such as uh, 2MD VR football and the Patrick Mahomes experience, which are more arcade than simulation, uh, this new fully licensed game, by the way, that's important right there, fully licensed, uh, promises a realistic experience that makes players feel like a professional NFL player. Status Pro's author uh, or other co-founder and president Andrew Hawk Hawkins added, we keep the athlete first in everything we do and as a former football player, it means even more to be able to recreate what it actually feels like to step out on the field. Though uh, Through our prop- proprietary technology at Status Pro, we can deliver an immersive experience that helps NFL fans transform into pro athletes. Now, I'm not quite sure uh, you get that far. I mean, there's a lot of work that goes into being physically fit and those sort of things, but uh, that sounds like it's really cool. Now, no release date or gameplay was revealed with the announcement, but considering that the NFL and Status Pro didn't even uh, didn't uh, even reel the game's name to reveal the name's game it's likely uh, a long way away but still very very cool and the fact that uh, this is some technology that they use in the NFL probably more for quarterbacks than anything sounds like it could be pretty cool I didn't know there were so many football experiences out there have you done any of that in the world of virtual no, reality no no okay. no none of those yeah, I'm all for this whatever gets Madden uh, more competition I'm all for because that game is broken and it's garbage and it needs to be fixed so whatever makes Madden step up their game a little bit I'm all for it if this does then fantastic. Uh, it's supposed to be coming out next year, at least? No, they have no time. Oh, no timetable. It's just going to happen at some point. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your nerd alert, courtesy of Big J. After with Nick and Big J. Turns out social media can tell a lot about you as a person, and now we can figure out what it says about you as a parent as well. This according to the University of Central Florida. Researchers found that after 10 years of studies that How you post on social media tends to kind of show your hand a little bit as to how good or bad of a parent you are. Hmm. How can you tell, Big J? Yeah. If you have a uh, social media page that you post to semi-regularly and you have children and most of your posts are about your kids and showing pictures of them and what they're up to and their accomplishments, odds are you're a pretty good parent. If you are posting just throwaway jokes or memes or about you uh, and you're not posting about your kids, the University of Central Florida gives you two options. Either one, you are very protective of your children, or two, you are terrible at this parent job. That's, off, that's awfully vague. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, they did a bunch of stuff. I mean, it's 10 years of stuff. It's not like they went in there and did three looks. They've been doing and searching this for a while. Basically, they found that, uh, you know, having some sense of pride about your children and posting about their accomplishments and some of the benchmarks that they make as they grow up usually shows the children as well because they're on social media that you are proud of them and happy of the people that they're becoming. And that leads them to have confidence in themselves and end up being better children. But if you're out there living your life, posting pictures like you don't have any kids or uh, pretending they don't exist, (laughs) odds are you're more a bit of a narcissist and involved in your own well-being as opposed to your children. Now, of course, there are outliers for every particular thing. This isn't the end-all, be-all. It's just overwhelming evidence proves otherwise. Uh, I'd like to believe that there are some people out there that are just plain protective. But you know that there are people that you follow on social media that have like three kids and you're like, don't they have kids? Are they out partying again? What's happening? (laughs) And maybe the truth is they're just not that good at it. Yeah.
And not everybody's a great parent, Big J. As they say in parenthood, any a-hole could be a dad. You know what I'm saying? That's right. But it takes a real person to be a father and a mother. So hopefully uh, your social media pages reflect that. If not, you can change them accordingly to at least put up the facade that you're a good parent. God forbid we think any less of you. I feel like mine do, so. Good. That's all that matters. As long as your kids think you're a good parent, that's really all that matters. I don't give a rat's bleep what you think about me. But my kids, that's important. Big J, the Sweet 16 of the men's basketball tournament is getting underway today. The women's Sweet 16 tomorrow. And guess what? Viewership for the uh, NCAA basketball tournaments for both the men's and women's bracket are up. Hey, things don't go up in ratings. They usually go down. What's going on? Don't look out. But the viewership in the men's tournament up 12%. It's having its best start in over five years. Women's tournament's up 15% overall through the first two rounds. Uh, but both tournaments, of course, back to normal this year after being canceled in 22 and then uh, in 2020. And then they played in a bubble last year. So I think the excitement of these things being in other cities, people actually attending the games, all that kind of stuff, ups the ante a little bit. And, you know, again, we're, we're desperate for things to watch and do. And so... The men's basketball tournament and the women's basketball tournament gives us that opportunity to do so. Can I give you some hot gossip about a show that you watch, Big J? Sure. Agree or disagree, you enjoy Cobra Kai on Netflix. Uh, you know what? I haven't watched last season. What the hell's going on yeah. here? Have you just lost interest? Maybe. I mean, it's very clear. Usually, I, I you were excited that the season was coming out, which is weird to me that you haven't watched it. I know. I agree. Uh, uh, well, uh, now, uh, maybe you don't care anymore, but uh, a couple of the co-stars are actually dating each other, Big J. Oh, uh, man. Peyton List, who plays Tori on the show, that's the, uh, if you watch Cobra Kai, that's the new girl in town that was bad when she first started, then she was good, then she was bad, and now she's good again. Uh, she is officially dating Hawk from the show, Big J. Oh, nice? yeah. Love was found on Cobra Kai. Will it last? Uh, I don't know. Uh, they're, they're, you know, uh, she's 23, he's 22, but apparently it is a little bit weird because uh, her, he has been best friends with her twin brother since they were 15. Oh, like, wow. They've known each other for a very long time. So that's got to be weird for the brother, I would think, right? Like if your best friend was dating your sister, your twin sister, that might be a little awkward, wouldn't well, it? Well, not identical twin. That would make it really awkward. Is there such a thing as identical twin with different sexes? I don't know. I don't think so. But, uh, yes, no, they are. They, In this day and age, there could be. I suppose you're right. But, uh, no, they are not identical twins. It's still probably a little bit awkward for him, but apparently they're very happy together. So, congratulations. And do you want me to tell you what happens in uh, the Cobra Kai new season? No. You sure? Yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm sure. All right. Big J on 100.3, the X rocks. You ever buy anything on Facebook Marketplace, Big J? I have not, no. Uh, I have. I have bought a lot of things on Facebook Marketplace, believe it or not. I find it a fairly uh, interesting and good tool for those that are looking for used or even sometimes brand new things that people just don't need that are in and around the area that can save you some cash. It came in very handy when I was furnishing uh, an apartment from scratch. And so uh, it was a very good tool for that. And for those of you that have used it, I'm sure there are good stories and there are bad stories when it comes to Facebook Marketplace. But uh, it certainly is a tool that you can access if you want. And that revolves around our story today, which technically happened in Florida. Of course it did. But we're talking about something that happened online. But if you're not familiar, it probably shouldn't surprise you. It's essentially like a classified ad section on Facebook. Somebody puts something up for sale. If you're interested, you send them a message, ask if it's still available. Maybe you set up a time to go check out the actual uh, item that's for sale. And if you like what you see, uh, funds are exchanged and that item becomes yours. Uh, transaction complete. Yeah. Yes, it's fairly simple. But, you know, when you're using Facebook, there's a certain amount of things that go into that kind of stuff. Unfortunately, uh, apparently 22-year-old Gary Rodriguez wasn't super familiar with Facebook Marketplace because he had contacted somebody to purchase their Xbox 360 gaming system with about 15 games off of Facebook Marketplace. Then they found a place to meet and they met with them and uh, to close the deal, but instead... When the gentleman uh, let Gary look at the system and the games to make sure they were all in good condition, instead of handing over the cash, Big J, he ran, he grabbed the console and games and then ran off. Damn. 
So this guy's like, well, Jesus, man, that sucks. I just got ripped off. And then he was like, well, hang on a second. You know, I did actually set this up through Facebook Marketplace. And, you know, one thing that I now have access to because of the contact we made with each other is this gentleman's name, his location, information about where he worked, all that kind of stuff. So the anonymity goes out the window right. usually when you deal with Facebook Marketplace. Yeah, it's not like creepy cra- Craigslist. Right. Uh, and so it, it took police exactly 10 minutes to find him because he was at his nearby house uh, that they basically found him and the Xbox was still in a backpack. He also apparently had a large chef's knife in the backpack, which he brought for protection. Uh, Rodriguez then admitted to police that he had no intention of ever paying for the Xbox, but he couldn't help himself because he has a video game addiction, Big J. They're calling to him. <coughs> So he now faces robbery charges, and uh, I'm not sure his video game addiction excuse is going to get him any points with the judge. But my question is, if if you do have a legitimate video game addiction, wouldn't you already have an Xbox 360? Well, maybe that's the problem. Maybe you finally had the red ring of death, and he's like, ah, I got to get ah, a new one. He needed a, he needed a boost of a new one to get a console back. Could yeah. very well be. I'm not sure. But I'm not buying it, but also be smarter than that, everybody. I mean, if you're going to contact somebody on your Facebook page and it's yours, they're going to have at least some information that's going to make it a little bit easier for people to track you down. And I guarantee you, whatever you were going to pay for this Xbox 360, how many generations is that removed, Big J? Is that two? Three? Three? Three, 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 My God. So we're talking to probably, what, a $100 piece of equipment here? (laughs) Not even that. Right. I mean, maybe with the games that it came with, I don't know. But I'm not sure it was worth it for all that. So... I guess consider this a warning. Don't let the video game addiction get you this bad that you have to feel like you still have to steal consoles from people, all right? Yeah, or get some help. Yeah, seek some help. Morning after, although I'm not, I don't think I'm buying the video game addiction thing. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X Rock. <laughs> Big J has long been a bastion for the common man here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. He's got his finger on the pulse of humanity. And the reason why this topic comes up is because yesterday we were talking not on the air but off the air about uh, what I thought was Big J's love and affection for a particular fast food franchise and was informed that, in fact, no, I mean, it's fine, but it's not nearly up there with his favorite in that particular genre of Almost the last resort. Right. And so I, I, I was like, man, maybe I don't know anything about Big J's uh, enjoyment when it comes to particular franchises out there. And then there was a story that went viral yesterday that was getting people's opinions on particular franchises. And I'm like, this is the kind of thing that Big J needs to weigh in. So here no. are the rules. You understand? Okay. Every single fast food place that's out there nationwide chain has to be a chain can't be a local place it has to be a nationwide chain that has several restaurants in several places every one of them is getting eliminated except for one we need to find out which one sticks around in the big j world and then i'll tell you the national results okay okay the first actual category is what national burger chain would you save and be the only one left standing you have one fast food burger chain to me, choose from. Me personally, the Big J choice. Jack in the Box. Jack in the Box is uh, was came in at number four, but the overwhelming favorite for America was McDonald's. Now the other ones that showed up strong, In and Out Burger, uh, Five Guys also fall in this category. But you're taking Jack in the Box over those. Yeah, right? and I don't, I don't, I don't consider Five Guys fast food. Uh, well, they don't have a damn drive You're right, they don't. You uh, gotta go inside, you gotta wait. It says chain, so this right. is where we're gonna kind of, because we're gonna get into some stuff. I mean, I, well, I, I, yes, okay. I mean, uh, though I don't think In-N-Out are widely accessible across the entire United States, They're not, I wouldn't consider them a national chain. But they are a fast food chain. Yes. I mean, they are in several states, and there are hundreds of stores, so I think that qualifies. Second on the list, Big J, chicken chain. Which one sticks around, and which one goes away? Now this is just this fried chicken. It's all chicken. It's all it's 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 fast food restaurants or restaurants that specialize in serving chicken. Man, I rarely. It's so expensive to go to any of them, <laughs> so I rarely go. I, I would say though, um, yeah. I mean, the one that dance with the one that brought you. I'm gonna go KFC. KFC finished second yeah. nationwide. Uh, Chick Fil A was number one. 
Uh, taco burrito chain. So they're they're coupling tacos and burritos together. Which fast food chain sticks around? Yeah, Taco John's. For Taco me. John's uh, was not in the top ten, but I think that's because of the limited availability. Uh, Taco Bell was one. Uh, and then it was uh, Chipotle that came. That in would make like Taco Bell would make sixth or seventh on my list. Fast food pizza chain. Which pizza chain is sticking around? You can only order from one for the rest of your life. Which one is it? Man, uh, Pizza Hut. This, hut. Sur- this surprised me. Which one came in first? It was Domino's. Uh, it beat out Pizza Hut by a couple. Percentages. I mean, it's a, it's it's fifty fifty sometimes. I think sure. with those two, and those are the most readily available, so it makes sense. Papa they don't Nons deliver to Middleton. Came in third. So I'm which not going to choose it? Domino's. Domino's doesn't. Uh, and we'll wrap it up with which fast food sandwich chain sticks around, Big J. Sticks around, or yeah. is the better one? Well, in your opinion, the last one standing, the the Big J choice for ultimate sandwich chain across the country. Uh, Deli George. That is not a chain, and I appreciate your loyalty to the man <laughs> and his business. I guess, I mean, for better or worse, Subway, I guess. And that was what came in at number I mean, one. I would I would prefer Jersey Mike's if we're going to go national chain. Well, and you can. I mean, okay. the, it's whatever Jersey you Mike's. prefer. <laughs> they pile on the meat, baby. Okay. Uh, Subway did finish number one. Uh, I found myself going off the board on a bunch of these. Uh, I, I would, I, I mean, it, they, they qualified five guys as the burger chain, so I would put that one. I would probably agree with you on KFC. I would put Del Taco as number one for my taco burrito chain. Uh, pizza, I would agree with you with the hut. And then uh, I, I feel like I would be in the vast minority for this one, But and they don't have one here in the Treasure Valley, which is maybe why people haven't heard of them, but there is a sandwich chain nationally called Schlotzky's Deli. Schlotzky's Deli, oh, yeah. love. It's very good. I miss it very much, and I hate it whenever I go back to Phoenix because it's fantastic sandwiches. So uh, you can check it out for yourself. The survey is at BuzzFeed if you want to check it all out. But those are the Big J official choices. I say good job, my friend. Yeah, and the reason I put Jack the Box up there is solely, and it's a reason that's going to disgust you, Nick, the best ranch, hands down. Yeah, I can't, can't handle it. You put, uh, I wish they would bottle that stuff. Do you dip your burger in it? Like when you get it, like uh, you get extra ranch and dip it in there? And, once every now and then, Or sure. do you just usually get a burger that has ranch on it? What I'll do is try to get as many ranch cups as I can so my wife will stay with me. <laughs> Good. I'm glad it's working out. Morning After with Nick and Big J, your important stuff on the way. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. We have already expressed our opinions this morning on the shuffle or play random buttons subscribed to us by uh, streaming services everywhere. Uh, both Big J and I are against them. But are you more of a proponent of the skip intro button, Big J? Um, I mean, it depends. Like, I never wanted to skip the intro on Peacemaker. Well, that's a sin. Why would you do that? I, well, the wife is like, please skip. <gasps> I know. And I'm like, no! Uh, but on occasion, yeah. I mean, if you're, you know, in a hurry, I guess. Well, uh, you would not be alone if you're curious. Uh, I feel like you're right. There are absolutely some series that you cannot press the skip intro button on Peacemaker. I also feel like The Simpsons is one of those. Uh, if you're streaming The Simpsons, you can't hit the skip yeah. intro button. Man, you, you miss a, the chalkboard joke, the couch gag. None of that stuff is I, okay. I would never skip the intro on Airwolf. Uh, there you but go. But I would skip the episode. <laughs> But uh, we are using the skip intro button. Netflix posted a uh, product innovation blog yesterday and said that uh, without a doubt, their skip intro button is the one feature that is used the most. In fact, it has pressed 136 million times per day. That according to Cameron Johnson, the director of product innovation. Apparently, the fast-forwarding option collectively saves about 195 years of our time each day. So yeah, that adds up if you press it. 136 million. The blog post said that Netflix only rolled it out for just a couple of series when it first started, but then it got huge engagement from members, and they're like, we need to keep this and put it pretty much on everything. And now they're joking, Big J. They say they're not sure that if you put a button that said free cupcake, it would get more clicks than skip intro button does. But I say you underestimate our fat asses. Streamable does note that other streaming platforms, including Hulu, Amazon Prime, Disney Plus, and HBO Max, have also added the option since Netflix debuted it. They didn't proprietate the uh, the actual technology, and so everybody else is picking it up. But yes, if I am streaming a series and watching several episodes in a row, I'll watch like the first two intros, and then unless the intro is absolutely amazing, a la Peacemaker, I'm hitting that skip intro button. I am. If the option is given to me, I am. 
Because, you know, unless I love the intro to the show, that, of course, changes everything. But much more likely it's just, you know, the song and the cast. And once you've seen it once, you've seen it a billion times. So you can you can move on. But apparently we're all moving on pretty quickly. Tyreek Hill was traded from the Kansas City Chiefs to the Miami Dolphins yesterday for a package of draft picks. And then the Dolphins actually ended up signing him to a four-year, $120 million extension, making him the highest paid wide receiver in NFL history. Six seasons is how long Tariq Hill has been with the Chiefs, and now the Chiefs have a bunch of draft picks in return for him. State Department spokesman Ned Price said Wednesday that the U.S. was finally given access by Russia to meet with WNBA star Brittany Griner, and the U.S. official who met with her found her to be in, quote, good condition. However, he couldn't give any details about her status. Of course, she plays in Russia during the offseason. She was arrested in February when they found allegedly some vape cartridges that contained hashish oil in her luggage. And so a Russian court ruled last week that her detention would at least be extended until May 19th. But the story is one that's not getting a whole hell of a lot of attention. It's pretty crazy that this is happening and continuing to go on. But maybe this is the beginning of getting things handled and getting her back home, which is important. Uh, For, I believe it was rumored to be happening, the Mike Tyson-Jake Paul fight, Big J, as Jake Paul continues to uh, try to get into the squared circle with as many former champions as possible. But apparently, according to the man himself, that's news. Mike Tyson has his own podcast, which is called Hotbox. And boy, he is really leaning into this cannabis culture, isn't he? Yeah. And he was on with Paul Pierce, the former NBA player. And Paul Pierce says he's really looking forward to the Mike Tyson-Jake Paul fight. And that is when Mike Tyson essentially went nuts and was like, hey, what are you talking about, man? I didn't sign no contract. I didn't get no money. You know, and he's very upset about the whole thing. And then when asked how much it would cost him to fight Jake Paul, the answer Mike Tyson gave one billion dollars, Big J. So ah, come on. I wouldn't be. Uh, I wouldn't expect it to happen anytime soon. He says it's going to be very expensive for him to get into the ring with Jake Paul. Uh, and by the way, you probably shouldn't expect Mike Tyson to back down from that because if you miss this story, he's also in the news for not flinching when a guy at a comedy club pulled a gun and pointed it at his face last week. Uh, so I don't think Mike Tyson's scared of dying or really anything, Big Jim. No, but I we, I wish he would, that, that fight would happen just so we could finally f- see this Logan dude put down. Yeah, no, wrong wrong person, Jake Paul, uh, not Logan. Jake Paul. Okay, either one of the Paul brothers. Morning Please. after with Nick and Big J. Uh, there's your important stuff. And Big J. And tomorrow night you can enjoy yourself a sold-out show at the Rev Center. We've got Motionless and White, Black Veil Brides, and Ice Nine Kills in town. Uh, they are going to be all playing headlining sets. It's going to be fantastic. And uh, like I said, the show sold out. So we'll get you these tickets here. You just need to beat me in pop culture smackdown. Phone number is 208-287-1003. That's the number you need to call if you'd like to play a little game called Pop Culture Smackdown. Big J, are you ready? Yeah. We are going to start with a particular theme on today's Pop Culture Smackdown because welcome to National Cheesecake Day. Not Cheesecake, Cheese Steak Day. Hello, The X. Cheese Steak. Good morning. Good morning, man. What's your name? Brent. Brent, you're up first. Brent, what city is considered the cheese steak capital of America? Philadelphia. That is correct. Right. Big J, according to the good people over at Gino's, the originator of the cheese steak, what particular and only cheese should you put on your cheese steak? Cheese whiz. That is correct. Good job. Right. Back to you, Brent. Uh, besides cheese, according to Gino's, what is the topping most cheesesteak lovers add, love to add to the sandwich? Is it ketchup, lettuce, or onions? Onions. That is correct. Right. That is your, the extent of the cheesesteak questions Whoa. that I could find. <laughs> Big J, uh, the Foo Fighters once had a song called Next Year. That was the theme song for what NBC TV show that lasted two seasons? Under, uh, uh, let's see. Oh, man. It lasted two seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, under the Dome? Under the Dome. Wrong. It's a CBS show. And Excuse no. me. Jeez. Uh, what if I said if it was a, it was a two-letter title and it's a guy's name is the name of the show? Two letters and yep. it's a guy's name? Yep. Tom Cavanaugh starred in it. Julie Bowen. Boy, if you're not going to get it, then you're not going to no, get it. No, I'm not going to get it. The show was called Ed. Right. Ed. E-D. Ed. 
Congratulations. You got yourself tickets to the sold-out Motionless and White Blackville Brides Ice Nine Kills show. Please hold on one second. We'll get some information. I'm guessing you did not watch that show. I did not watch it. Or maybe you pressed the skipped intro button. Could be. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Guaranteed. We'll do some headlines next on the X-Rock. Duff, it's time for headlines on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Headlines brought to you by Team Mazda and the pre-owned Superstore. Guess what? Beginning today, it's the $5 used car super sale happening at the old Kmart in Napa all the way through Sunday. You can grab every vehicle for only $5 down, make no payments till July, and they come with a $1,000 Costco gift card. Big J going to be out there broadcasting live from 2 to 4 this Saturday. Again, the old Kmart in Napa, the $5 used car super sale going on now with Team Mazda. Headlines are as follows. They're here. Drop something and get in the game. Uh, they're here. Do you think aliens from other planets might live under our oceans, Big J? Yes. Well, you are not alone. A UFO researcher says he has discovered evidence of ancient aliens buried at the bottom of the Pacific Ocean. His name is Scott Waring, and he shared the discovery early this month. He says that he found a circular object on the coast of Peru while looking at Google Earth, and he is positive that that is a submerged UFO. Now, the object in question certainly is a dark circle. And Waring believes that the object is a nearly five-mile-wide UFO just sitting there, just under the surface. And it somehow is connected to Peru because of its proximity to the lines that are there. Now, the lines are a group of uh, geoglyphs in the Naka Desert, and archaeologists have long said the lines could be an attempt to contact uh, deities in the sky. However, there's no proof what these lines were for. There's no proof as to what the dark circle is at the bottom of the ocean on Google Maps either, but... What do you think, Big J UFO? Makes sense. Uh, that means it's been here for a while. What do you think it's doing? It's probably just uh, vacant. Oh, you think the aliens are no longer there? Sure. Okay. Uh, meaning they live among us or they're dead? No, they're probably dead. Okay. Uh, as we have killed them, right? Well. As we know, if, if science had taught us anything, the, the water here doesn't do them very yeah, well. Yeah, more importantly, uh, you know, maybe they couldn't activate to our atmosphere. Hence, War of the Worlds. Wait, are you thinking War of the Worlds is real? It's not real, but the uh, theories behind it could very well be. Drop something or get in the game. Get in the game! Uh, We all know that one place that's very hot right now in the world of the fast food wars is the chicken sandwich, Big J. Popeyes, Mm, KFC, McDonald's, uh, Chick-fil-A, they're all in the running of just a regular old chicken sandwich. And guess who's throwing their hat in the ring, dude? Panera. Uh, believe it or not, <laughs> at the end of this month, they are launching their chef's, chef's Chicken Sandwiches. They'll be available at all Panera locations nationwide. They have two options. You can do the signature take or the spicy take. Basically, you're going to get a quarter pound of all-wheat white chicken breast marinated and seasoned with the spice blend of your choice. And then they top it with a crunchy topping. And all you get is Parmesan crisps and some greens on the roll. It's their kind of take on the chicken sandwich. Now, the, of course, the big difference between what Panera is going to offer up and the other places are the price point. Uh, this sandwich will set you back $11 at Panera Bread. Uh, and I like a chicken sandwich, but this is the part where I say I've never been to Panera Bread. So I don't know if their sandwiches are worth $11 oh, you've a never, piece. Oh, you never I've never been, been there. Yeah, I've never been there. Pretty good. Uh, is it worth 11 bucks? Well, I mean... Is dude, any it, sandwich, it, I guess? At a fast food place is what I'm saying. Worth 11 Well, I mean, I would put Panera's food quality up higher than your average fast food place okay what what's so. your go-to when you go to panera oh any of the soups are really good oh, okay and they've so, got great flatbread when you're looking for soup that's where you go i mean it's, it's an option for sure well i'm, well, I'm asking what you get soup I, if i end up at panera it's gonna be soup okay uh, but are you is that all you're getting you go there just for the soup or well i usually am taken there by somebody else. Oh, you're it's not, not like, choosing like, to go. Where am I going to go? Panera well, Bread is a place for me. You're trying to talk me into it. I Plus thought maybe they you have like it. mac and cheese is really good too. Gotcha. Beautiful. Wrap it up with drop something. Not all robberies are epic. A man in Ohio was robbing a Starbucks on Monday when surveillance video showed him pointing a gun at two cashiers, asking them to remove the cash register cash, and they put the money inside a couple of paper bags. But when the robber tried to exit the store, the paper bags broke open due to the weight of the money and basically the money inside is just flying everywhere and he just decides to break out of there so that he escapes police so that's not good you want to make sure you probably come with your own bag maybe or at least have some sort of bag plan so that your bag isn't compromised as you try to make your escape plan 
But once again, it just proves that there's not a lot of thought that goes into this stuff. And anything can happen during a robbery, Big J, which is why I suggest you don't do one. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There are your headlines. You're up to date on everything. New hailstorm here on the morning after with Nick and Big J, and I'm ready to talk streaming, Big J. Yeah, you know, uh, Netflix, Nick, uh, they're about to raise their prices yet again. Of course. Here on March 30th, and uh, the question is, is it worth it? And so, uh, to me, here's the thing. I cut the cord uh, reluctantly uh, not that long ago, and, you know, I of course, I watch Netflix in the regular because of streaming dumbass and those sort of things, but I hadn't relied on it for, you know, regular programming. Like, I'm like, oh, I need a show to watch. I'll go to Netflix for whatever reason um it just wasn't what i would do because of their original series and things and i wish somebody had told me about the show called uh is it cake it's brand new no didn't you tell me about that mm. did we have oh i thought see, that's what i was gonna make a joke here no. is i swore that you told me about this show is it cake no and uh it's it's a new show yeah. on netflix and uh, it's it's hilarious i think and i think it's very creative and uh, you know, people out there who can make cake that looks like things. That's what the show is all about. I told about. you about Nailed It, which I believe is something that is along the same lines as Is It Cake, which oh, okay. is people trying to make concoctions, but they're really bad at it and right. they make fun of them. And so they made, it's a funny show. I think it's along the same lines of, yeah. of Nailed It. Yeah, and so the, the question is, is, is Netflix worth it? And when you go to, you know, it's uh, it's only got one season. Uh, right. is, is it cake? Uh, so I sped through that for, you know, two days. What made you watch it? Because you usually stay away from the baking The trailer, shows. you know, you're right about the baking, but it wasn't, it's not like, oh, here's how we bake stuff. It was just a different approach. The uh, the host, Mike Daly, yeah. very funny. And, you know, it's, it's kind of like the old game of, um, you know, pick which one is real. You know, and that's yeah, that old game. Well, well, no, I, you know, is is find the thing that's different in this picture, and so you know, the the whole premise of the show is they've got you know four real items and one is cake. Right. You got to pick which one is which, and they have a, a guest of hosts and things like comedians uh, are in there making yes. fun, um, jokes. Yeah, Bobby Monahan is in it. Just several people. And, uh, so it was a really fun kind of inventive thing, and I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool, and maybe I'm dipping my toe into the baking world. I don't know. Either way, so I finished that up, and I'm like, what am I going to watch now? So I start flipping through Netflix original stuff, and I land on this other show. And the thing that will determine whether I'm going to watch or not is the trailer that comes. You know, it's the automatic thing that's on. When you uh -huh. hit it on, you start seeing it, and it's called Making Fun. Oh, yeah, I watched that. I watched okay. that series, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, dude, this is what I'm talking about. And here's the thing about Netflix is like you... This is a show that would never have made it onto TV. Because it's for kids, specifically. Yeah, it's for kids, and it's uh, the, the guy, the host, I mean, he, he comes off like he hates kids, and he, it's, it's kids telling him what to build, and it's so, uh, it's well-produced. I mean, the production in it is phenomenal. I appreciate those things, and so I'm in it, but I'm like, listen, Netflix is giving a, a whole host of people out there an opportunity uh, to, you know, show their creativity, and, you know, we get to reap the benefits of that. Who knows how much they pay for these things? But, you know, in a lot of cases, uh, independent shows like that that make it on a Netflix, it's not like the Netflix is out there saying, you know what, we're going to do this show or that show. What happens is, is uh, people who have production companies or who are good at that or have friends, they put together a show, they complete everything on their own, and then they sell it to Netflix. Right, exactly. And to me, that's a really cool thing that you are probably going to get from, like, all the, the network streaming services like Paramount Plus or whatever it is that you're using or Peacock. Those are all things that have shows that go through the regular rigmarole of being a creative TV with a bunch of people, mucky mucks, who decide what they think is good and not good. Whereas Netflix is the kind of streaming place where you're like, oh, hey, you know, this is a really cool idea. This might be something people like. And boom, they make it happen. Well, I mean, I, I don't want you to give Netflix too much credit because one of the things that they do with those production companies is take the ownership rights away from each and every one of them so that they well, give no, that kind they, of platform. They sign them away. It's a trade-off. It's yes. not like they're like, we're taking from I'm you. I'm just saying it's not like they're giving independent people a platform in which to express themselves. They're trying to get IP that they can cash in on and make money on and, and take that away from the people that created the shows. As uh, well, I'll, A lot of those people are creating that show for Netflix. Well, they're, they're like, creating it for somebody. Yeah, here's the opportunity. They, they, they get paid for it. Sure. It's not like they're, you know, I mean, that's the deceit. Either way, it's a show we wouldn't see if it wasn't for Netflix. No, you're right. But one of the problems that we've had with Netflix and we continue to have is 
they do a piss poor job of getting those shows out there. There's too many of those that you and I don't even know exist unless you go out and search for them. Do you know what I'm saying? Sure. Like both of those are fairly new shows yeah. that you probably wouldn't have known about unless you stumbled upon them by accident. It's not like they're doing a big marketing push for them. They're showing up in the algorithm that you enjoy because of your food preferences and the sh food shows that you watch on Netflix. That's why Is a Cake popped up. But I haven't heard of anybody else saying Is a Cake is a thing outside of you just now. Is what I'm saying. I know it's popular. Well, probably because it's brand new. Exactly. Yeah. And, and But Netflix has a ton of new stuff that they can't yeah. even help. They don't get the word out about. It's just an oversaturation sometimes that gets really cool things like making fun and is a cake lost in the shuffle. And they got to worry about that kind of stuff, I think, sometimes well, when they raise their prices. found me. Uh, it did. Or you found it. One of the two. Uh, but did you watch all of Making Fun? No, I just start, okay. I just started. So I got a couple episodes in, but it's it's hilarious. It makes me laugh. It is good. It is for kids. And basically, this guy's an old toy maker that, that decided he hates making toys, but now... Because he uh, hates kids. He's got a whole bunch of kids. Well, I mean, I think that's the idea. Yes. But the And the other characters on the show are very fun and funny, and they have a good time. Yeah, and uh, just the, the Canadian sweet weed guy or whatever oh, they're all canadian but yeah H hilarious yeah very funny the viking dude yeah morning after with nick and big j coming up in a few short minutes your bad impressions that's next on the x rocks on 100.3 the x yeah bad impressions uh brought to you by the idaho center pre-owned superstore treasure valley subaru we've got tickets to shine down it's happening uh, April 2nd, that's a Saturday. That's next Saturday, if you need to know that information. A uh, pair of first-level seats. Again, Shine Down, pretty reckless Diamante at Extra Mile Arena. It's going to be a fantastic show. We'll get you set up with that. You just need to figure out bad impressions. 208-287-1003. That's the phone number. Bad impressions works like this. Big J has three clues. All of them point to somebody pretty famous. Figure out who that famous person is. you got a concert you're going to next weekend. Hello, the X. Hello. What's up? What's your name, please? Shannon. All right, Shannon, you're up first. Good luck. If you were fans of me hunting down national treasures in the national treasure movies, I won't be in the TV series on Disney+. Plus. One more. Hey, I'm not opposed to getting back on the old motorcycle and being Ghost Rider again for Marvel. Okay, Nicolas Cage. It is Nick Cage. Bam! Good job. Hang on one second. We'll hook you up with those Shine Down tickets and Pretty Reckless as well as Diamante for next Saturday. What was Clue 3 for fun? My forthcoming movie, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, is about my life and roles in movies played by Nick Cage. And why is Nick Cage in the news? In case somebody didn't get it. Uh, oh, there's lots of reasons, but uh, the most importantly is the fact that uh, he's just recently in a GQ magazine was talking about how, yes, indeed, he was in some real debt and had to make some money and so he accepted every video on demand movie that came his way of course but the one thing that maybe would surprise you about that is he didn't just mail everyone in he or any of them according to him he put what he had into those roles and did the best he could with them I believe that. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? That's like that's what we want to hear. I mean, you know, he he really, you know, wanted to do the best he could with some of those roles. And listen, I've had to watch a few of those movies. <laughs> they are not good. Uh, but it's not but some of them are really good. Yeah, and it's not for lack of him trying. Uh, that's for damn sure. And uh, so this this unbearable weight, uh, uh, massive talent movie might put him back up there and he might not have to be doing all these VOD movies. Well, it's the first Nicolas Cage movie in a very long time that's getting a theatrical release, so right away it's ahead of the curve yeah. of the other Nicolas Cage movies that we're talking about, but there are, listen, there's a lot of garbage out there when it comes to Nicolas Cage movies, there's no doubt about it, but uh, Pig, which people thought he might be nominated for an Oscar for, is actually a very good movie that was VOD. Uh, Willy's Wonderland is one that you and I watched and enjoyed because it's insane. Fun. Uh, it's absolutely insane, and that's one that he was very serious about like to the point where he was like involved in the creative process of that movie and so yeah i believe it i believe it he gives it his all but you know the other thing about nicholas cage is i also think he's an honest to goodness weird mother bleeper and he gets involved and does weird stuff and gets probably in every single character he plays in a more uh i guess committed way than he needs to yeah. in some of these and, and I think that's a lot of the premise that we're <laughs> right. going to find out in that um, right. unbearable massive talent weight movie that's coming out here soon. so get ready it should be fun it's getting good reviews already so I expect it to be a whole lot of fun morning after with Nick and Big J we'll wrap up the show here next on the X-Rocks <laughs> 
That's the latest from Muse. Won't stand out here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. That's going to do it for us. We talked robocalls, hidden Netflix gems, video game addiction, and Big J picked the best of the best when it came to fast food places today, at least in Big J's opinion. I would say that's an effective Thursday. Agree or disagree? Oh, man. Great shows. Reminder. So far. Big J is going to be out this Saturday. Team Mazda is going to be doing their big $5 car sale happening at the old Kmart in Nampa. It begins today, goes all the way through Sunday, but on Saturday from 2 to 4, you can swing by the old Kmart in Nampa and see Big J himself. And while you're there, you can grab a vehicle for $5 down, make no payments till July, and that comes with a $1,000 Costco gas card as well. So the deals are there beginning today at the old Kmart in Nampa. That leaves you with the floor, Big J. Yeah, Instagram, uh, by the way, kind of a nerd alert addendum here, uh, has uh, updated their um, chronological order feed in that you can use. So you, you want to update your uh, Instagram um app and that way you can uh, check out the different feeds you can look at thank god uh it is one of my biggest pet peeves and i was very excited for that today's the day i can update it now yeah update it and then at the top left corner there's a drop down you can choose which feed you want to look at all of them Reminder that your next set of X-Rock is brought to you by Beacon Plumbing for tank and tankless water heaters, clogged drains, leaky faucets, toilets that won't flush. Stop freaking. Call Beacon. Beacon Plumbing, heating and mechanical, your trusted plumbing source. You can check them out online at beaconplumbing.com. Big show tomorrow. We'll have your last chance tickets to Motionless and White Blackville Brides and Ice Nine Kills. They're free. Their show is sold out, so we want to make sure you got that connection. And Brent Smith from Shine now going to join us tomorrow, Whoa! Big J. Yeah, jump on board, baby. Toot toot. Jason Drew's coming in next. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a good one. It's the X Rocks. The Morning After Podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.